Hey, what's going on, grappling fans? Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. We have a very special episode today. Got a lot of exciting things in the works, but before we get ahead of ourselves, we need to throw a quick shout-out to the upcoming events this weekend. It'll be a Fight to Win 145 featuring the return of Shanji Ribeiro. First time we've seen him in action in almost two years. He's taken on Gabriel Almeida in the main event. Also back on the stage is Gary Tonin uh, versus Kashino, which is a super sick match. Yeah, anytime Gary's competing is always exciting. And then the next night, we got a whole bunch of Nogi stuff going down in the Kumite 3. First round match, I'm really excited for Tyro Tolo versus Roberto. Who else is in there? Pedro Mourinho, Wagner Hosha, Cody Steele, John Combs. Johnny Tama Johnny rounding T- out that bracket. Johnny Tama. It's yeah. going to be super fun. Those guys have been throwing down great events every weekend there in Houston. We and got a bunch of rankings updates coming this week. A lot of guys haven't competed in the Geese since Worlds 2019, so they're ineligible now. So things are going to really be shaken up. You're going to be seeing a lot more young guys who are active. And some big and that, names missing. It's going to be a little controversial, Michael, I think. Yeah, they we'll see, though. are. That's uh, the way it goes, though. But today's guest, we got a big one. We got Mo, Mo Jessam. That's right. From ADCC here. But before we bring Mo in, oh, he's, he's here. He's, he's popped here. in. <laughs> Mo, what's going on, brother? We're going to go ahead, before we jump into things, we're going to run this trailer, give people a little teaser here of what we have in mind, and then uh, we'll jump into things. So, Caleb, if you have that asset, go ahead and cue us up, please. Super fight champion, and you came from ADCC against the Lion. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Holy shit. Pumped ADCC 2021. Trailer. Officially coming to Flow Grappling. That'll be the home for ADCC. Man, trials are around the corner, so who better to have on than the mastermind behind this whole thing? Mo Jassim joining us. Mo, how you doing today, man? First off, Mo, before Great. we go further, are we saying your last name correct? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Right. All right. I didn't know if it was Jassim yeah. or Jassim. Okay, I guess correct. Mo. So, man, this is huge news. ADCC 2021, obviously ADCC 2019, you guys crushed it. You and Seth and Fowler and everybody put on a, a huge spectacle. I mean, what can Thank fans you. expect with this one coming up with, in 2021? I mean, this is going to be at least three times bigger than the previous event. Like, for me, I feel 2019 was an event for us to prove ourselves, me, Sean, and uh, Seth. And I think we hit it out of the park. The feedback was amazing. All the athletes were happy, the coaches, the audience. But the next one's going to be much much bigger so i mean in terms of everything like we're going to have pyro we're going to have lasers 
just the venue alone. For example, the last venue for 2019, the Anaheim Convention Center, the capacity for that arena was 7,500. So the next event's going to be at the Thomas and Mac in Las Vegas, September 25th and 26th, 2021. And that has a capacity of 20,000. So it's almost triple the size. That's incredible. So, I think they've had some UFC events uh, yeah, at UFC, that venue. UFC, Pride, Nick Diaz, B-Tech, Nori Gomi there. I was looking it up earlier today. There's been a whole bunch of big stuff there. So yeah. uh, how many uh, how many fans are you guys expecting for this thing? You obviously have a much bigger venue this time. Are you guys going to uh, take a bigger turnaround? Because there's a lot of people there in 2019. No, I think I think so. I think after what we did for 2019, why, like, why wouldn't people come for 2021? And, you know... It's going to be in Vegas, and I was checking hotel rates because I'm going to fly to the venue next month to finalize the seating and everything, and there's hotels on the Strip for $40 a night, so if it stays that way, it's going to, you know, it's going to be affordable for people to go, and you know, we hit, we sold out last time with 4000 per day, so we can hit six, 8000 I don't know. We're just going to push it to as far as we can go. How did you end up deciding on Las Vegas? I mean, there's uh, a lot of options there. How did, how did you decide on Las Vegas as the site i mean to be honest i had two options it's either go back to southern california i mean that's that that was a safe bet to be honest because 40 percent of the ticket holders came from southern california but i was just like i don't want to do it again there let's just and then what were the options between that new york and vegas and i was like vegas is the fight capital of the world might as well just you know i have a vision for it might as well just go all out like i want to have adcc billboards on the las vegas strip it's just going to be something like really 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 next level to be honest man so. i'm excited vegas is really just a destination for all fight fans it's close enough to california too where it's not a big commute for most of those southern california fans it's a cheap place to travel to too like you said hotels are cheap i mean flights are usually pretty cheap that they'll mean, be begging you to come yeah. next year if things don't change yeah, they, give, they, they give you the travel <laughs> cheap because then they know you get there and you blow it all in the casino but if you're just going there to watch some fights <laughs> it works out perfect for you so mo i no, wanted no, to no. ask you um based on on 2019 it was a smashing success people loved it but uh, after reviewing it, taking some time, you know, it's been been almost 10 months or so since then. What changes do you have in store for 2021? What things might you be adjusting slightly? I mean, I think what people don't really realize is for 2019, we only worked on that event for four to five months. That was it. Because I met Seth at the West Coast Trials, which I was hosting with Sean. And, you know, we spoke briefly before, but we actually met in person in February at the trials. And me and him hit it off really well. And that was in February. And then all of a sudden, it was like April. And I'm like, hey, guys, we got <laughs> we to start working on this thing. <laughs> and then we just went into turbo mode. So that was only four, that was with four to five months of preparation. You know? And that was my first major event. I had done two uh, trials previous to that, 2017 and 2019. But this was, you know, this is a much, much bigger operation. So with a, more than a year to prepare for 2021 and, you know, some experience, you know, sky's the limit, to be honest. So a, a big factor here that I think I'm really excited about uh, is you're going to have all eight trials this time. Last time, I think, what, was there six trials last time? I Well, the problem was this. One of the trials was canceled, uh, yeah. the one in Kazakhstan, because of the turnout, and that was like sort of a fiasco. And then Brazil only had one trial. And this year we're going to have all eight and my plate's really full for this one. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but normally I do the West coast trials. Last time I did the West coast trials and the worlds, but this year I'm going to be organizing both Brazilian trials as well. <laughs> so I got three trials I got to do and the worlds. So, you know, it's, it's a lot. 
that is a, a very full play. I'm very happy to hear that there's two Brazilian trials. I always feel like that gets so messy down there, and uh, two op- two options is definitely fair for the athletes. And uh, the yeah. big news regarding that too for us is uh, Flow Grappling is going to be streaming all of them. Super excited! Yeah. Last time we streamed just European and North American, correct? Yes. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really excited that you guys are doing all the trials because even for myself, like I didn't go to the Brazilian trials last year and no one, there's no footage. So like I couldn't, I don't, I didn't see any of the matches. I'm just going off what the judges told me. And you know, a lot of the fighters complain about that too, because they want to prepare for their opponents and there's no footage up from the trials. So this year flow will be doing all eight trials. It's going to be on flow. People can watch the matches. I'm going to be personally going to all the trials. But, you know, at least the competitors and everyone gets to see that. So it, I think that's going to be really, really beneficial for everybody, having you guys cover all of it. When's the first trial? Is it East Coast? Uh, well, no. The first one as of now is in October in Moldova, the first European oh, trial. Wow. Yeah, so it's coming up. So yeah, I yeah. spoke to I spoke to Marco, who is one of the ADCC Federation guys, and we're just playing it by ear. I think we're going to wait till end of July to see what's happening with that. So, you know, everything, and we're not planning any 2021 trials as of now. So we're just going to wait for that. We have Moldova scheduled in October. We have uh, East Coast trials, the North American trials in November. And then in Singapore, we have the first Asian trials. So we're going to see how those go, and then we'll start planning 2021. So Singapore's, that's cool. That's cool too. Singapore is awesome. A quick note on having all the trials. Uh, we're very excited, obviously, and we had some big plans. Uh, the goal, the, the big goal is to have like a year-long film project. I'm not quite sure how that's going to take form, if we're going to have multiple episodes, big one big long film. Yeah. But we should have someone on the ground every every step of the way and have to stitch yeah. together this, this masterpiece, and I can't wait to see it. And, yeah. And here's, a, here's another piece of information you guys might not know. So I, I've been dealing with flow, so – uh, we're close to finishing. I might as well say it now. Is Flo is going to be doing a behind the uh, behind the scenes footage of all the trials following me. And for example, I'm going to be going to the venue next month. So someone from Flo is going to go with me. They're going to see like you know all the behind the scenes, how we brainstorm, organizing everything, and et cetera, et cetera. So people will finally get to see what really happens. So I'm really excited for that. So. I love it. There's so much mystery behind ADCC. It'd be cool to pull back yeah, the curtain a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ADCC, I wouldn't call it like a secret organization, but like it's not very uh, public. You know what I'm saying? Like me personally, like I don't even like doing media, but uh, my boss from ADCC, guys, like you just got to get your face out there and just start doing it more. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So this will sh- this will uh, shine some light on, you know, the decisions made at ADCC. So. And uh, speaking of trials, I know something that, uh, I mean, it frustrates us. I'm sure it frustrates you is like a lot of guys – don't want to do the trials they think they're going to get an invite and then they cry about it when they don't get it uh yeah. talk about to you about how important the competing at the trials is to getting an invite if a spot opens up i'll be honest with you because uh my boss in adcc is guy nevins so he's really adamant about that the first so the way it works is like me and peter peter's the head judge of adcc like i'm pretty much considered the most knowledgeable guy at adcc so i have a lot to say but me and Peter will come to a consensus among each other, and then we'll go to Guy Nevins to get approval for the invites. And the first question he always asks, did they do the trials? You know. And people are like, listen, I'm the IBJJF no gi world champion. I this, but ADCC is completely different. The rules are completely different, and it's you know it's a different style. So someone that does well under that rule set might not do well in ADCC. You know, ADCC you have to have wrestling. You have to have crazy amounts of cardio so we put a lot of emphasis on the trials 
Yeah, and it also might clear up some potential problems. If you've never competed under the rule set and then you get thrown yeah. off by how that tournament works, I mean, that's that's yeah. on you for not knowing. So that's another aspect yeah. there. Uh, like I said, the rule people don't realize the rules are very different in ADCC. Like in ADCC, if someone mounts you and you buck them off and you, you get points for that. You know, in IBJ, you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if someone has me in side control and I reverse them, that's a sweep under ADCC. So the rules are very different. And to be honest, uh, one of the competitors gave me a good idea. They're like, listen, if you go on the website, it's like a one-page explanation for the rules. So I'm when I go back to Abu Dhabi this year, me and Peter, the head judge, are going to film like a one-hour, two-hour video of the rules inside and out and just uh, have it posted on YouTube for anyone to see. So, um, you know, I explained that, you know, a lot of people don't know the rules. I have a hard time with the rules, and I've been involved for 20 years <laughs> so yeah yeah you see, you see guys who have won the tournament before get get confused about a, a call during their matches it's, it's, oh you'd be surprised like i i saw it last year too you know you saw it with like the gordon buchesha fight people were screaming oh i'm like he played it perfectly he shot in for three seconds and then he pulled guard that's that's perfectly fine under the rule set so you know i think doing this video explaining everything will be really beneficial for everybody so is there going to be any changes to the format of competition this time around? Like, is there going to be are all the weights going to be the same? Is it going to be? I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, that's the one thing. Like, people don't realize it's so hard to change anything in ADCC. Like, it's almost impossible. Like last year, I tried to change the weigh-in rules. I was like, let's get rid of the Sunday weigh-in, blah blah blah, and they shot me down completely. So, um, I'll, I'll be honest. The one thing I was working on. It still works in progress is uh, maybe doing something to the women's divisions, either increasing the division or adding a division. But uh, like I said, with the whole situation right now, it's just it's really hard like to get anything done, you know. So but I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And then uh, what about super fights? Uh, are we going to be sticking with uh, just the the main uh, Gordon Galvao super fight? Or are you guys uh, going to do any type of legends type of thing or anything or? I mean, that's that? possible. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, have been asking for the Legends fight. But, you know, the thing is with me, it's all about timing. Right now, I got the venue booked and then we got trials coming up. Those kind of discussions, I'll wait till early next year to see what, what they want to do. Um, people don't know this. Like last year, I was trying to put GSP and Anderson in a super fight on that. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, uh, you know, I spoke to John Donaher and this and this and that, but it just it didn't work out. But we're going to try something, you know? So for sure, you know, we have the the biggest super fight, you know, with Galvao and Gordon coming up. That's, that's really, really crazy for me. So, yeah. um, we'll see what happens. A big question on everyone's mind, of course, is, you know, no one's really sure if Galvao is going to do this or not. Do, do you have any idea at this point what would happen if he doesn't come up, uh, doesn't want to compete or is that still being discussed internally? I mean, it's being discussed internally. Uh, my personal opinion, I think he's going to do it. That's just a hunch. Um, you know, let's be honest here. Galvao has nothing left to prove. The guy's, what is he, a five-time world champion in the Gi and six-time <laughs> champion at ADCC? Like, it's ridiculous. He's, he's got nothing else to prove, but he's just an ultimate competitor. And his last fight, I think, was his most impro uh, impressive performance yet at ADCC. So it doesn't look like he's slowing down. So... It's not that far off either. I mean, I yeah. blinked and ADCC is just 15 months away or something. So <laughs> yeah. It's not that far. Yeah, <laughs> It's finally hit me. It's it's coming. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Gordon has been pretty vocal about uh, not wanting to just do the super fight to wanting to be able to fight in his division as well. Do you think that's something that might be a possibility for 2021? 
I think it's a very definite possibility. Um, I just want to explain because that's something no one's ever asked before. No, no super fight competitor that I can think of has ever asked to do the division. I, I think his motivation, you know, Gordon's a three-time world champion. I, he's going to turn 25 next month. So if, if we give him that opportunity, let's say he wins both, he'll be a five-time, he would be a five-time world champion at the age of 26. It's pretty crazy. So, um, like I said, no one's ever asked to do that. The only thing someone's ever asked before was, I've had a super fight competitor ask twice if they could do the absolute. And I shot that down or we shot that down because that doesn't make sense because if that person wins the absolute, you're going to have the same exact super fight next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Gordon asking to do the div the division, I mean, I don't see why not, why we wouldn't do it. So There's the, uh, you know, obvious predicament, though. If Gordon does get hurt, you know, what happens? Yeah. That's, of course, I mean, on everyone's mind, right? That, that was the first question I got asked. Um, that's, I would definitely have like a very high-level, big-name backup just in case. Personally, I don't think he would get injured just based on the way Gordon fights. You know, he's very, very technical. He's not a spazzy kind of fighter. Um, so, I, I, honestly, if they do allow him to do it, I wouldn't be too worried. So, yeah, I mean, But I would, I'd, I'd have a backup just in case. I mean, Gordon... Uh... One double gold at the last ADCC with food poisoning and uh, big, fat, swollen hands. <laughs> That's so right. He's, he's the type of guy that would probably still go do it no matter what happens in the episode. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I remember he, he sent me a picture like a week or a couple of days before the event, and his hand looked like, I mean, it was destroyed. I was like, are you pulling out? He's like, no, I'm in a fight. And I know he had food poisoning because uh, when he weighed down on Sunday, he came in with like a full hoodie, shoes, and everything, and he made weight by a couple pounds, so – he definitely did have food poisoning. Yeah, he. So, uh, so. It, it, small story there. We uh, we tried to track him down on Friday for an interview. You know, he's the biggest name coming to the event. Got to catch up with him, and he just looked pale as a ghost, green, and said, "I can't talk to you right now." And this left. Oh, that's right, because if you if you remember, he didn't even show up on Friday. Mm -hmm. Remember, we had the uh, the uh, rules meeting and everything. He wasn't even there. So yeah. he was pretty sick, and that's pretty to, to go out there and get double gold and set with a seventy-five percent submission rate. That's that's pretty impressive. So we had talked about uh, potential changes to the competition. What what about the the production? What's going to be different about the production this time? I mean, twenty nineteen was a huge jump up compared to twenty seventeen. It was a whole other world. And you're saying that this one's going to blow that out of the water. Uh, so what are you guys uh, planning uh, for twenty twenty one? I mean, first thing I told Seth is I want lots of fire. <laughs> I want tons <laughs> of fire. I want lasers. Um, to be honest, I'm working on trying to get like a world famous hip hop artist to perform as well, because there's a there's that 30 minute window between the last final and the absolute. Mm. That's when I go. That's when I go take the names and I got to do the brackets in like 15 minutes. So I was like, why don't we just get like a really famous artist to perform, you know, <laughs> so entertain the crowd. We'll do a like I said, show. I just I love it. Yeah, like like a little 20, 30 minute show. So like like I said, this one I'm just gonna go all out. Like I'm not holding anything back because you know this is probably gonna be my last event. So I'm just like I just want I'm gonna call it like a legacy event. I want to make it. I want to raise the bar that no one can ever catch up to. To be honest. Are 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 you guys planning anything with travel? Like, is there gonna be like a, a hotel like that fans can buy into a block or something at a rate or is there anything yeah. like that? So I'm, I'm going to Vegas end of next month or August, and I, want, I need to set the venue, and I'm going to go see the hotel. So I'm sure with the way things are, I'll be able to get a killer rate. But, yeah, I want to get like an ADCC hotel discount rate um, for, the, for the audience and the fans and everybody. But I think it's going to be super affordable. So, yeah. 
Very cool, man. I, I cannot wait for this, yeah, this all to happen. This is going to be wild, man. It's like, yeah, the, the ADCC has is, is got that that electric, electricity in the air. You know, it's like it's something special. The one in Anaheim was like that. And now being in Vegas, with you add in the craziness of Vegas with all these people from ADCC coming to town, it's going to be a fun event to be at. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see like a fight week. Like like USC has International Fight Week and just a week long or like seminar. That would be pretty cool. That's that's what we're that's what we've been discussing to be honest you know uh, seth mentioned that to me he's like that'd be pretty cool so i want to do that i want to get like the audience you know like friday we let the audience come i mean the last event we let the audience come to the rules meeting and stuff like that so i want to do stuff like that where you know like little meet and greets for the people to meet the fighters and stuff like that so we're, we're going to definitely uh build on everything we did from the last event so uh we had touched on this a little bit earlier what uh what you said that the first thing that you want to know is if someone did the trials what other criteria do you guys look at for invites for people looking to be invited to the event uh like me personally i'll i'll look at have they done adcc before have they done the trials are they world champions uh previous world champions or or in even ibjf nogi world champions uh are they like exciting like, for example, like I, I invited Musumishi last time, you know, he's not really a big Nogi guy, but I think it would be interesting to have him. So, you know, I, I have some flexibility with the invites, but this, I feel like the next event is going to be really hard because, you know, there's everyone's going to, I think, I feel like everyone's going to try to go and uh, be in that event. They, they saw what happened and they want to be a part of it. So, for example, Dobby Ramos messaged me recently and said, I want in. So, yeah. You, can't say no to a previous champion Champ. so yeah i was like please do <laughs> so if he goes in there you know it, it'll be interesting that's amazing though so people are already kind of chatting with you about trying to get in it, it, is that only just going to speed up as the time goes on or what <laughs> I, i'll be honest i've had messages from three current ufc fighters who are pre, you know pretty good grapplers and and they're they're asking me as well so i was i was surprised so we'll see you know i can't really do anything until after the trials are done you know so Awesome. Well, I think that kind of covers it. Just to recap, it's uh, September 25th and 6th in Vegas. Uh, what was the name of that arena again, Mo? Thomas and Mac. Thomas uh, Tom, and Mac uh, Arena. Thomas and Mac. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful it's a beauty. So, uh, and we'll be uh, of course keeping everyone at home updated as as announcements come out and news. Uh, we'll be staying in touch. But Mo, now that we've kind of caught up to date on current affairs and where things stand today. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to bring this conversation back to you a little bit and find out more about your personal history with ADCC, how you got involved, because you're the top of the tree right now. You're, you're at least you're very high up there. Um, where yeah. did you Where did you begin? Where did your journey start? So this is an interesting story. So my brother was living in Abu Dhabi. He he moved there in like 1996 or something. So, and you know, I'll never forget UFC. I watched UFC one on pay per view, and I was like 12 years old back then. So. I was like, you know, I saw Hoist Gracie competing, so I knew what grappling was. So I was like, okay, I was following MMA at that time. And then my brother's like, hey, come to Abu Dhabi in 2000. So I, I got there, and he's like, hey, they're having like this grappling event. It's called ADCC. Why don't you go check it out? I was like, okay, I'm here already, so I'm going to go. So I go to the event, and it was nuts. Like Tito Ortiz was there, Mark Kerr, Matt Hughes, uh, you know, just all these competitors. And it was really weird because like back then, you know, they were raffling away cars in the audience. Like they were raffling away Mercedes Benz S classes, Range Rovers, like wow. six or eight. Six Are you going to bring that back in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not covering that bill. So I go, I'm like, this thing's like, a, this thing's like a spectacle. Like they had drummers, like 30, 40 drummers. Um, 
you know, banging away the drums. The fights were amazing. So right away I fell in love with it. So that was in 2000. And then it came back in 2005 in Long Beach. So I went to that one. And for me, that was the event that was, that was the best ADCC I had ever been to. And that, that was the one I want to top in 2019. And luckily I feel like we did that. So I went anyway, so I went to the ADCC 2005 in Long Beach, loved it. And then I graduated college and I moved to Abu Dhabi in 2006. So I, I moved there. I became really close with all the ADCC guys, like, you know, the judge, Peter, George, et cetera. So then I, ever since 2005, I've been to every single ADCC, 2005, 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17. So uh, the next one's going to be my 10th ADCC. But even in 2007, when I started, I was the wristband boy. My only job was to hand out the wristbands to the competitors. <laughs> so, and I was like excited. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So like I, I got to meet like Damian Maya and stuff. And then 2009, same thing. I didn't have too much responsibilities. And then 2011, that's when I started to do the brackets, I think, and have some say on the invites. And then like now, pretty that's much. That's a big jump though. I mean, yeah. go, going from, you know, working as a, as a day day worker to organizing brackets. Like there, how, how did you make that there's jump? A, there's old videos of him too. Like if you watch some old ADCCs, like he's the score. Oh, you like, can see him? You're, you're flipping the scoreboard. Uh, like yeah, that's how I started I, with flow grappling as well. I started work, doing, yeah. working a score. I met you in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, I think they realized real quick, because like, you know, I'm obsessed with jiu-jitsu. Like anyone that knows me, like I think about jiu-jitsu all the time. Like I can go train for three hours and watch six hours of, you know, match footage. So they they just quickly realized how much I knew and like how passionate I was. So I think that's why, you know, I moved up so quickly. So, I mean, to be honest, I remember, I can remember the majority of matches since 2005. Like I can I still remember, you know, Marcelo Garcia against Diego Sanchez. I remember matches from 2009, you know, Vinny against Verdum in 2011. So, like, I just remember all these matches. So, you know, I think that the, the knowledge and the passion is what got me at where I am. And then 2017 was my first event. That, that was really nerve-wracking for me, to be honest. That's when I ran the West Coast Trials. And, you know, I made that a huge spectacle. And, you know, I lost $200,000 on that show, but... I was, you know, I just wanted to make a name for myself and prove what I could do. So, um, you know, I was really happy how it turned out. Is that the trials where uh, Lowe fought Gordon? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was crazy, yeah. man. That, that, when when Braulio pulled out last second and had to make that happen, that, man, that was nuts. Yeah. That Braulio injury, injury costed me an extra $30,000, by the way, but that's okay. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh I, I had to go I had to go pay Gordon. Then I felt bad for Leandro, you know, going from uh, Braulio to Gordon, it's just like a way different, you know, a completely different fighter. So I went and offered him extra money, and then I let Braulio keep his money. So yeah, it, it was that was an interesting event. So, uh, like you said, you've been going to these ADCCs for, I mean, twenty years now, and you have a you, you remember all the matches. What are some of your favorite moments from ADCC over the years? Nice question. Yeah. Oof. I mean, I'll never forget. Like for me, the most special competitor I remember was Marcelo Garcia I would say like he was someone like you could literally see the audience get up and move to the mat he was competing at there you know 2005 when I'd say him beating Rico Rodriguez was that was massive you know and to be honest uh even last year that that Lachlan you know Lachlan tear in the absolute I mean no, you you were there the audience was going nuts yeah. you know I want to say something about that so in 2017 
2017 uh, was the first ADCC where I didn't have 16 people signed up for the absolute. It was really weird. And uh, to be honest, what happened was I published the bracket and I get a, a competitor. I mean, imagine this. This is the brackets posted. It's ready to go. We're, we're about to start. And a competitor comes up to me. He's like, pull me out of the absolute. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? We're about to start. He's like, uh, I became, fr uh, I'm friends with the guy I'm about to fight in the fight in the first round. I'm like, he's not even on your team. And he was like, well, we, we became friends on the bus. And I was just like, are you kidding me? What? So I had to, this is a true story. I'm not going to name who it is, but he was going to fight Muhammad Ali. So maybe he, he was scared, but, uh, <laughs> so I was like, you know, shit, I don't, I can't, I don't have 16 people. So I went up to, that's why we let Chael compete in it. Cause we didn't have the people Got it. Then I saw. It. Then I, w I saw Craig Jones. I think he was like drinking a beer upstairs, and and I didn't know Craig back then. And I, you know, I went up to him like, "Hey, man, like, do you want to sign up? I really need you in here." He's like, "I can't. My uh, shorts are at the hotel. I guess he had gone back or whatever." So I'm like, "Here's 50 euros. Please just go get it. Take a cab. Go get it and come back." So Craig did that, and you know, and he made a big name for himself. And the funny thing is, in 2017, I think I ranked Craig like number 15 in the bracket. Honestly, yeah, like something bottom. really yeah, yeah. low. Yeah, because he got smoked by Hommel in 2015. Don't kill me, Craig, but he did. He, he got he got destroyed by Hommel in like a minute. So I'm like, oh, this guy sucks. So I'm just gonna give him like a you know a low seed. Then he goes and beats Leandro. You know that was a big win. And then I was just like, I was like, okay, Marilla, like I know how good Marilla Santana is. Like I've seen him in the training room just destroy people, like big names too. And then he went and submitted him. I was like, okay, that that's that wasn't a fluke. And anyways, and then same thing with 2019, I went up to Lachlan. I'm like, hey man, do you want to do the absolute? And he was like iffy about it. I'm like, let me tell you something. When people do the absolute in ADCC, like your chances for an invite, like they take that, you know, really into consideration. So he's just like, okay, I'll do it. So he goes out and he taps Kainan. So I go up to him after that match. I'm like, you owe me 10% of whatever you make. <laughs> Then he goes and taps either – I think he taps Gaudio or Ali. I Gaudio, forget which Gaudio one. Gaudio was next. I think Ali was the third place match. Okay. So after he taps Gaudio, I'm like, you owe me 20%. <laughs> and then he goes and taps Ali. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, you owe me 30% whatever you made. So he still hasn't paid me. So that's okay. Yeah, that was the best decision Lachlan ever made in his life, jumping in that thing. Hell yeah, and man. Then, and then what, what, <laughs> what odds that he already had a, a heel hook DVD uh, in I know. the chamber ready to go. But, yeah, that was a crazy experience because it was like – Every after okay after he did kind of the next two of them it was like everybody knew what was coming the whole crowd is waiting for it and he's still hitting it on these guys it was crazy yeah I mean to be honest the last time I mean off the top of my head I can't remember the last time a 77 kilogram guy uh, medaled in the absolute other than Marcelo I remember Marcelo got a silver in 2007 2005 I think he did yeah yeah 2007 was the last time I can think of a 77 kilogram guy. Uh, meddling in the absolute so that's really impressive are there any uh i guess like retired sort of competitors like former adcc competitors that you think would still do well and that you would like to see come back and try it try it out again i mean obviously my dream would be hodger you know but i don't i don't know if that's possible i think i think lovato will definitely probably come back for the next one um i know shanji's coming back you know the crazy thing about shanji is his first adcc was 2003 Wow. And he's competed in every single one except the last one. So if he comes for the next one, that's going to be his ninth ADCC. It's crazy. And he's had, I think I read this somewhere, he's had 45 matches in ADCC 
and the second guy was at 25 or something like that. So he's almost wow. double anyone else in terms of match foot. And the guy is just so good. So Yeah, I'm super stoked I, I, to see him I really this weekend, man. Back. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I think he's one of the most well-rounded technical fighters of all time in jiu-jitsu. Like, I don't, I don't see any glaring weaknesses in him at all. So the the 2017 uh, ADCC, the two matches he lost were two of my favorite matches of the tournament because like how he just went toe to toe with Gordon and Buchecha in those matches was incredible. Oh yeah, that, I mean that that match with Gordon was so technical and he played it well, so he defended really well. I mean he just like I said, and then he did he did a big favor for everyone in 2017. He took out. Rustam and uh, Salter, you know, yeah. you know, in ADCC, you get these wrestler types. No, people are scared, not scared, but you know, it's, you know, ADCC it's hard work. Favor, favors, <laughs> it favors wrestler types, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you go to overtime. So uh, he did, he did big favors by taking those two out. I so. never thought about that. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. How much, yeah. How much does like the super fight circuit play into uh, your invites? Like if, if you see, a, I think a guy who sort of made it in like that, it was Dante the last time. Like when you see a guy that's going out and beating, like ADCC competitors, does that make a big difference for you? Of course, yeah. And I mean, I look at that, and I also look at their style. Like for me, I knew what's his name would do well. Like, uh, uh, what's the name again? We were just going over uh, Dante. Sorry, because you know he's a good wrestler. He's very physical, amazing cardio. So I was like, this guy will do really well. So you know, and people gave me crap too about Ty Rotolo, and I'm like, you know, and I I've trained with Ty, you know, and I was like, I knew how good he was, and then he comes out there and he, you know gets top four on his first try so and you know now he's hit a growth spurt and i trained with him recently at my camp and he's he's got man strength now so you know and yeah, you saw his big, match with nikki kid these days. that was, was impressive he was telling us he thinks he might go 88 next time <laughs> yeah he told me that too and i think he will so you know what's interesting too is i think kainan's gonna go to minus 99 as well so uh really? we're gonna see how that goes so i mean i mean imagine that division if you have gordon Kainan, Hulk, Philippe Pena. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. Adam Lovato. Yeah. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kainan would would have to fight Hulk early. Is that why he did over 99 last time to split up him and Hulk? He he did not want to do a heavyweight. I forced him, you know? I was just like, <laughs> so he, I was like, you cannot. I was like, it's just not going to happen. So, I mean, you know the rules in ADCC. Teammates have to fight by the second round. So that's their choice. It's up to him if he wants to go down or whatnot. Like, if you're a champion, I'm just going to let you do pretty much what you want, you know? So. Man, that, that 99 kilogram bracket would be crazy. Uh, yeah, I guess Ty going 88 would make sense because otherwise he's going to have to do the same thing with his brother probably at 77 good point absolutely yeah ty's i think ty's a little bit bigger than cade so maybe cade will go to 77 and he's going to go to 88 maybe that's why they're doing it so who is i don't uh, know obviously adcc uh, always makes stars out of people like even you don't even have to win the tournament you can just have a good performance just like craig in, in 2017 is there anybody yeah. that you see out there that you think is right on the cusp of like showing up at adcc and making a name for themselves next time uh, I got my eyes on what's it called? Like I know Mason Fowler's really, really, I mean, I was saying, I was saying this before, even last night, like Mason Fowler and Tackett are like the two guys I have my eyes on. You know, I think these yeah. guys are like, like, I think William Tackett is going to be like a jujitsu superstar. Like I, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, is he going to be ready in that time? I think he'll be competitive by then, to be honest. So, I mean, he's already competitive as it is. So, um, I got my eyes on him. I think he's I think he might compete at 88. So him, Roberto Jimenez, obviously, like, I mean, he, he's just, that guy's so good, man. So, I mean, we're going to see at the trials, right? We're going to see, we'll, you know, 
every trial is, you know, produces someone that comes out of nowhere, like Nicky Rod, et cetera. So, I'll, you know, we got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, the three guys you mentioned, I think, have styles that are sort of perfect for ADCC. They're good on the feet, they're good on top, they're good on bottom, and, and uh, more most importantly, they, they thrive in the scrambles. Like these wrestling yeah. scrambles, you got to be able to capitalize mm-hmm. on those things. And they're aware of the leg game, too. Yeah. They came up in it. Yeah. They've been doing yeah, super fights, you know, with leg locks since they were uh, blue belts. Yeah. So it changes the game for them. I mean, that's the, I think that's the difficulty with the ADCCs. You have to be athletic. You know what I'm saying? You have to be explosive. You have to be strong. You have to have cardio. You have to have wrestling. And I think that's where the challenges come from. And I, I think even what's-his-name said something. I, I don't know if he told me or in an interview. Hanato Canuto, you know, he's just like – he was just, I think he was a little blown away by like the intensity of the matches. And uh, that's what I always say is ADCC people fight like to the death, man. They go 110%. It's once every two years. So, and you see that and you know, that people always ask me in my advice, I would say work on your wrestling and get your cardio down. So those are the two things you got to have to be competitive. Well, with, with, uh, with 20 years in the game and, and watching it very, very closely, what have you seen change, and how, how has the game evolved? How the athletes changed? You know, I, I feel like we—it's only been good. Um, but I want to hear it from you, who's been involved since you know the early two thousands. I just feel like it's gotten a lot more professional. Like people are having, you know, nutritionists now. They're they're training like professionals. I would say, you know, obviously they, you know, people train hard before, but I would say they just train like professionals. I was talking to one of Pedro Mourinho's teammates, and I was telling him uh, how, you know how good he's doing and he's like he's training you know he's got a nutritionist he trains like a professional so i think that and obviously just the technique you know like for me in adcc the the biggest game changers i could remember was marcelo garcia i feel like he changed you know adcc and no gi grappling completely like his style just revolutionized the sport and then i think the second big wave is obviously the leg lock game you know i'm saying like the donna hair guys and you know, 10 Planet guys use a lot of leg locks too. So I think Marcelo and the, the leg lock game are the two biggest uh, changes, I would say. You you mentioned earlier, and uh, it's not, it's pretty obvious if you, if you follow ADCC, it's uh, people, just because you have success in another rule set doesn't mean you're going to come over here and be the champion as well. How do you think people who are successful in other uh, type of tournaments uh, fail to adapt to ADCC sometimes? Like where do they mess up and, and not adjusting for this rule set? I, that's I think goes back to the physicality of it is the intensity of it um, the leg lo- leg locks play a huge you know because I mean in IBJJF there is no leg locks right so that's that's the biggest thing like for example like Herberth I wasn't there but when he did the Brazilian trials I think he got submitted in the first round first round by like not a really big name with the leg lock so you have to train I mean obviously you don't have to go for leg locks but you have to know the defense at the bare minimum so that uh, the strength and the conditioning you know I mean, you guys saw the matches. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And you got to fight, you know, two matches a day. So, you know, it's really grueling. And look at, also look at the level of the competition too. I mean, if you look at the 77 kilogram division last year, it was insane. Like there was not one easy fight. So you're, you're going up against the best grapplers in the world and guys, you know, competing in the Olympics of the jiu-jitsu. So you know, they're going to come at you with everything they got. So I you know, that's why I always advise to do the trials to get used to the rule set and just competing at that level. Is it true I've been hearing uh, rumors about uh, Gordon Ryan actually wants to do the trials this year as well? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't allow it because if he wins it, that's just taking up a spot. So yeah. <laughs> I might have him compete at the trials like in a super fight, but letting him in, 
No. Actually, Tom DeBlast tried to do that. I'm like, Tom, there's no – he did that in 2017. He's like, he won one of the trials. He's like, I want to do yours. I'm like, no, you can't. You're just going to take up – if you win, which he very could likely, you're going to take up a, a invite spot. So that that won't happen. So are we going to be seeing super fights at the trials, like when you put together the 2017 trials? Uh, I might just do one or two. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I know, you know, I might get Gordon to fight somebody. Um, I know what's it called signed a petition. Like Tanquino wants to fight JT. That'd be interesting. So I don't know. I'll, I don't so even know when the West Coast trials is going to be. Change.org. He, 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 he made a post about it, and I have like 100 people tagging me, putting pressure on me. You know, people think like I make the decisions at ADCC. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of influence, but, you know, I still report to Guy Nevins, and, you know, he's the one that ultimately makes the decisions. So, on that note, you know, uh, Tankini might have brought it up, but I, I think it's a cool idea. I don't know if it'd fly, but the, the idea of a light absolute, you know, um, a, a lot of those guys at 66, they're just not, they're not game. Was there any. Uh, uh, chance that could ever happen at ADCC? I mean, he was talking about a match. My issue with it that doesn't, like I said, if you want to do that match, it would make sense um, before ADCC. But, like, how can you have that match? Because if one of them doesn't win in 2021, you know, if it would only make sense if they're both the current champions. So if one of them goes out there and loses, it loses the luster, you know? It's not a, mm. it doesn't, the match doesn't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my issue with it. You know, I like it. I'll I'll do that match before the ADCC, but to do it at actual ADCC does it just doesn't make sense to me. In in that sense, that if one of them doesn't win in that tournament, like the match doesn't make too much sense. If that makes That's sense to point. you guys, it would be a cool, it would be a great trial super fight for sure. All right, yeah. all right, Mo. Is there anything else uh, that we haven't touched on regarding the uh, upcoming ADCC twenty twenty one that you'd like to speak about? No, you know, I'm just gonna say like. Obviously, the revenue for this event is going to be much bigger for 2019. And, you know, anyone that knows me is, first of all, I'm self-funded. I don't do this for money. Actually, jiu-jitsu is like a very expensive hobby for me. So um, anything that comes into the event, I'm going to put right back into it. So And people are going to see it. And, you know, like I said, the venues triple the size of the last one. There's going to be ADCC billboards on the strip. There's going to be pyro. There's going to be lasers. The fights are going to be amazing. It's just going to be – it's going to be a spectacle. Like – I, like for me, I want it to feel like a, like a UFC level kind of event. So um, I have last last event we prepped for five months. And this I have over a year. So um, it's going to be nuts, you know. And these events are just it's it's really time consuming. And anyone that knows me is like I'm a control freak, you know, to arrange flights for a hundred competitors and then. I have to do the rooms and you know, this person doesn't like that person. So I got to swap the rooms. It's just logistically, it's a nightmare. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And to be honest, this event is going to cost about a million dollars to put on. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure on that sense and financially too. So, um, but I, you know, I'm up for gaming. I honestly think this will be the biggest grappling event of all time and anything less I'll view as a, a failure, to be honest. I concur on that one. I think it's uh it's going to be a layup to make this one the biggest grappling event of all time. If you guys are really going that big with the production, I mean, more people are coming in. This super fight is huge. This Absolutely. Is a, this, yeah, is yeah. Such, this is such a monster super fight. It's crazy. We're obviously going all oh, in. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be mean, phenomenal, man. To, to be honest, I, I just looked it up. Gavao's won it four times. The only other person in ADCC history who's won a super fight more than once was Mario Sperry in the first two. He's won it twice. Everyone else has only won it once. So wow. the fact that 
He's won it four times. He hasn't lost an ADCC two, since 2009. Um, he looked amazing. And to be honest, the consensus within ADCC is he's the most, uh, he's the best strategist at ADCC in terms of coaching, um, strategy, and everything. So I think I think uh, him and Gordon's gonna would be a really 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 tough and good fight. So oh, man, it'd be so yeah, cool. It's, it's it'd like be a, so cool. It's like a grudge match. That's years in the making. Gordon's been talking trash yeah. since he was like a purple belt. Yeah, so. yeah it's true. Was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I'm I, I, I'm sure they both honestly mutually. Uh, there's a mutual respect between the two, hundred percent. So, um, like I said, Galvao's got nothing left to prove. I would love for him to be back. Um, I think he will be. I think he knows events gonna be massive. And you know, at the end of the day, he's he's a competitor. You know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, all these guys like Abuchacha was trying to uh, imply when he was on here. He's like, I don't think I'm going to do it next time. But yeah, w- once it gets close to the time, and those guys, like you said, these guys are competitors. They're going to want to be out there. They're not, they're not going to want to miss this one. I mean, they, I think they realize. Like, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, who wouldn't want to? Com- like, when are you going to be able to, as a jujitsu fighter, compete at the Thomas Mack Arena in front of? you know, 8,000, 10,000 people, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that's a pretty big selling point and I can be pretty, uh, convincing. So I'll, I'll try to get, I'll try to get Bushesha back. So, uh, I'll figure it out. There we have it. Well, Mo, awesome. thank you so much for joining us today. Super glad to hear all the details for ADCC 2021, as well as get to know uh, your history with the organization a bit better. Trials are coming, yeah. baby. Man, We're going to be there. I can't wait. We're just a few months away from trials. So we'll be in touch, Mo, and yeah, thanks for the time. We'll see you later, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you and the entire flow team. Honestly, you guys did a phenomenal job last event. All the events I've ever done has always been with flow, and we're going to keep that tradition going for now. So why oh, not? Wait, something we didn't mention today. What do you forget? They're rebroadcasting the entire ADCC 2019. That's right. That's <laughs> this, right. This, this, this is weekend. a big deal, actually. So <laughs> oh. uh, in preparation oh. of, of uh, this announcement and everything, we it's a little bit different. We're not just putting up matches uh, for replay. It's a complete restream, which means guys can go on Arena and watch the brackets unfold in real time. It's as if the, the broadcast never happened before. So it'll be yeah. go- you- going... Yes, do you guys have a date? Uh, do you guys have a date for that, yes. or not? Or still pending? This, this, Saturday, I mean, this, this Saturday and Sunday, they're, it's running at I think at eleven Eastern, right? Eleven uh, Eastern. So they're basically going to run it like it's a live event. Like if you click on the ADCC whatever rebroadcast, it's going to have the three mats going, and then you can go to Arena oh, and oh. watch it as it unfolds. So that's going to be this weekend the rebroadcast of ADCC twenty nineteen. Amazing! I'll, so, yeah. I'll definitely be watching. Sweet, and we'll be putting out more info about that on the site uh, very shortly. So, thanks, guys, and Mo, thank you again. Really appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, another solid episode of Who's Number One. Big news. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to uh, close this thing out with uh, the uh, ADCC trailer again? Actually, first, let's hit this. Have you been taking your CBD lately? <laughs> Dude, I've been draining that CBD uh, tincture bottle. Yeah. It is fantastic. Helping me sleep, helping these joints, feeling good. Yeah, man. I wish I could say the same. I I ran out of mine. I was feeling great. It was like the fountain of youth. Everything was going good. I ran out of mine. I think I might be dying now. I don't know what to tell you. I got to get some more CBD. Who, who should I get it from? I think there's a company out there that we're working with, Michael. Uh, RxSportsInc.com? <laughs> Rx Sports, the official CBD partner of Flow Sports and Flow Grappling. All natural, highly concentrated, very concentrated. Be Potions. careful with this stuff. Yeah, don't don't OD on it. CBD product, perfect for all your training and recovery needs. How's your knee doing these days, Chase? It's good, man. I'm training every day. All, all due to CBD. You hear that? This stuff works miracles. Chase could barely walk last week, and now he's in there training every day. 
rxsportsinc.com slash flowsports for an automatic 20% discount off your entire order. Defy your pain. <laughs> You should, a, use that, <laughs> you should use that discount so you don't die. Man. Otherwise, we're going to put out the call for another yeah. co-host hey, here. This CBD has powered me through to traveling like six weeks in a row in the middle of a pandemic. I'm indestructible because of this stuff. Defy your pain with our exports. All right, let's close it out with uh, the ADCC announcement thing again. Let's do it. Caleb, roll the tape, baby. Thanks for joining us, guys. Oh, 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 oh the crowd roll that feeds and nuts. Oh, shocks the world. And she does it! Arms four-time super fight champion when you came to ADCC against the Lions.